I couldn't kill them. More powerful men than me have tried. But if I could get them to kill each other, I'm sorry about your father. He seemed a good man. With a dutiful son. Listeners, assemble! Okay, so after what felt like never-ending trials and tribulations, we finally watched Civil War. What worked perfectly last time was so much issue. Actually, you know what? Hi, I'm Chris, online sometimes known as Simi, here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Beth, and oh my gosh, I'm exhausted just from trying to watch this movie. And welcome to Cinematic Sagas, where we explore the glitchiness of online watching movies together. Welcome oh my to a God. pandemic, everyone. Yeah. It wouldn't be so bad if we'd had these issues last time, too, and it just was a known thing, but last time was so smooth. Yeah, everything, no. So next time, there'll be some other problems. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how it works. Of course. Huh. Anyway, first impressions on the movie. Well, you know what? I really enjoyed it. It wasn't what I expected, and now I don't know what to expect next, because this was different than any other one before. There was yeah, yeah. I there was infighting, and now I... Holy cow, but boy, Marvel can tie some stuff together, can't they? Oh, yeah. And, like, it's one of those things where, in our rewatch, whenever... Tony brought up his parents dying and they showed any indication about that. I was looking for this date. And if we go back, I think I even wrote it in my notes for me, but that date is on the flyer of his parents' death that we see in one of the Iron Man movies. And I'm like, that's just amazing that they did the work to get there. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It is. And it's like you mentioned, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces, but it, it flows real naturally with each other, I thought. Yes, I agree. But holy cow, <laughs> you've got people here and people there and people doing different things and the Red Book showing up in places and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff going on. And uh, you're not sure how they all fit together, or at least I wasn't, but I was recognizing the same creepy guy. In different yeah. places. Yeah, he was all over the place. Yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> He's not a good person, but, oh man, I I enjoy him as a character. He did a great job, that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and and I, there are some people who, who like to criticize him because a lot of the stuff that he does and plans for, like, it... It relies on a lot of things going a lot of very specific directions, but I kind of enjoy things like that when they show that they can plan for these things and they've studied and put the time in. That kind of villain, for me, so satisfying. It's a satisfying villain. Never <laughs> thought I'd hear anybody say that ever <laughs> in my whole life. But uh, well, as a whole, I enjoyed this movie. I was engaged. I was watching it. Um, intently, which you couldn't tell because we're, you know, hundreds of miles apart at this point. But, um, well, maybe not hundreds, maybe just 150, whatever. But, um, 
uh, technicalities. But I sat here at one point in this movie, and my jaw, I think, hit my chest. I just sat here and stared at this screen with my mouth wide open when um they were watching the video they were meant to watch there to start the <laughs> fight. When everything uh, ties together. When all it of a all pulls together, my <laughs> jaw, because as many times as we watched that car crash, through, yeah, it was through like the five movie, times total. Um, I had no clue, no clue, and I didn't even realize what the blue packages were until they showed me. I didn't know what I was looking at, and I never ever tied any of that with Stark mm-hmm. until they showed me. And I'm telling you, my my jaw hit my chest, and I just sat here gaping, like what. what wait i was stunned and boy they i mean they started that at the beginning of the movie pulled in with stark's parents and i mean just and you had no idea they did a very very nice job and i was you know me i get bored and i was engaged through this entire movie and and startled yeah i mean really I didn't hear much from you other than like, hey, is that this person? Because there is a lot going on and it's been a month since we watched the last movie and we're watching these at best every two weeks. So there is time where you're missing stuff and and time for things to fade and you're getting one watch, whereas I've watched almost all of these four and five times at least. So you're just like, oh, is that this person? Oh, is that this person? And that was mostly what I heard from you through the movie. And that's how I know it's a good movie because you're just like, you're so engaged. You're just, you just, you only pull out of it enough to be like, oh, is that who I think it is? Or I, should I know that, that person? <laughs> that person looks familiar. Should I know them? But otherwise you're just kind of like, Holy crap. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and everybody, I recognized Clyde. Clyde was the FedEx man. <laughs> I recognized him and remembered his name was Clyde, which yes. to all of you, it's Stan Lee. But to me, yes. he will always be Clyde. <laughs> Unless I forget and, and name him something else, which could happen. But for now, he's Clyde. And I said, oh, look, there's Clyde. And they, they just they just did a great job in so many ways establishing what things are, are happening and how the world is affecting these people. Like at the very beginning, you've got uh, Captain America. He slams into a guy, has like three hits on him. And then is like he quickly says, "Okay, here's what they got. Here's what they're armed with. Here's what you're dealing with." And like it's a quick, instant assessment. And then he runs into the guy uh, Rumlow, who his supervillain name is Crossbones, the ex stuff guy from Winter Soldier. That you're like, should I recognize him? Yeah. Uh, he he when when he brings up Bucky in the aftermath of all that, Cap's like, "I should have clocked the, the the bomb vest." And it's like, yeah, you should have. We just established that you're really good at seeing that stuff. But mm-hmm. it shows how much Bucky means to him and how important all this is. Yes. And Tony Stark, like, he has been that wild and free spirit all the time. But all of a sudden, it becomes very real to him. And he does exactly what he's always done. He doesn't just like, okay, I'm going to incrementally change things. Like, he came back the first movie and was like, okay, all weapons, boom, done. None of it. In fact, I'm going to build a weapon and I'm going to wipe out all my weapons that other people have. He doesn't go little bits. He dives headfirst in and yeah. he 
he does it with these. But what I love about this is that throughout the movie, like he tries to stay dug in, but he slowly gets like, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe this is bad. And then, you know, he teams up with Captain at the facility. Well, that's because he actually got information that he was wrong. Well, he'd been getting it and he'd been try. he was trying to he was trying to walk what he thought was the right path. And I mean, but you know what I would... hate about Tony Stark? Tell me. Uh, he, well, besides he's an egotistical ass. Oh, it's because he's an <laughs> egotistical ass. Hold on. Yeah, it's like he he won't listen to anybody else. This is it. This is what I've decided. That's it. And Captain mm-hmm. America called it right there in the room when they were discussing this, uh, whatever it was called, the, the pact, the... Sokovia Accords. Yeah, that thing. The Accords. They were talking about that. And he said, um, one of the Black Widow, is that her name? I don't know. The Redhead. She yeah. uh, looked over and said, you're being awfully quiet. And Roger says that's because he's already made up his mind. Well, that's mm-hmm. how it works with him. He's already made up his mind, and he won't listen to anybody else, no matter what their logic is, because his his way is the right way, period. And that's how he he works. And yeah, it makes me yeah. want to smack him. And it's it's a and it's an established character trait from the earlier movies. He did it with Ultron. Like, okay, I made a mistake, but I can fix it this time. And he pushes it until it literally cannot go any further. And then finally, reason will kind of reach him, it seems, a lot of times. Yes, yes. But in this one, like, he he seems to be like, okay, hey, I screwed up. And then he goes the exact same direction that he was getting mad at Cap for. He makes it very emotional. Whereas he was like, this is why we need the Accords. So that way we can be very strategic about it. Yeah, well. Speaking of the Accords, though, I personally have always been mad at T'Challa, the Black Panther dude, because... I just like to call because, him the kitty. Yeah, the one you kept calling kitty. <laughs> what's up with that cat? Why would that cat? I didn't know we had a cat. <laughs> what's up with that cat? Why would that cat? Oh, aren't we watching the Black Panther next? Yeah, yes. That's kind of how it went. But he... I get the emotional side of it, but he was a huge champion of the Accords from the beginning. They make a point of saying, I'm sad that the others couldn't be here. Black Widow's like, yeah, me too. And the moment it's inconvenient for him, he yes. suits up. and He becomes a, a vigilante also. Exactly. And, there, and we never discuss the implications for that because I assume he's a king, which, you Makes know. It, what, yeah, you know. Well, it's like, also, <laughs> it's okay. He's the boss. It's fine. It's fine. He yeah. runs a country. He's fine. And it's one of those things where, yeah, I get that you're doing that because someone killed your father, but also your father was championing these accords too. So the best way to, you know, support his memory would be to stay within the accords and to do this the quote unquote new right way. But it is interesting that they're at the end when he comes to realize he was after the wrong man anyway, mm-hmm. and he realizes that they're all consumed with vengeance, including himself, mm-hmm. and stops basically. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's a puts it oh, down. Such... It was really kind of a really cool self reflective moment mm-hmm. that honestly, if more people had in the real world, it might be a nicer place. <laughs> just saying. So let me so let me ask you what could be a very divisive question. I can't even smack you. 
You're too far away. Okay. Who was ultimately right? Was Tony Stark right or was Steve Rogers right in their stance? Steve was right. Tony's a moron. Okay, so so you think that the Sokovia Accords have are, are were completely wrong, should not have been implemented, and they should have been left to be an independent entity. Yes. Okay. Would you like to know why? I, I would, actually, yes. Because, well, I agree with Steve's reasoning on that, is then they belong to somebody else. And whether you want to believe it or not, everybody has an agenda. Mm-hmm. You may not even realize you have an agenda, but we're all biased by things that have happened to us or um, things we've seen, whatever. We all have our biases based on where we've come from, where we've been, what our our lives in general. So it, if somebody else is controlling what they can and can't do, that's going to be based on what they perceive is best for them, not for the world necessarily. Right. I mean, Cap makes a great point that it a committee is made up of people and they're all going to have their own agendas, even if it's well-meaning, it can be twisted or manipulated. And so he has a great point. What I think I love about this movie more than anything is I don't think there is a right side. I think both sides are very idealistic and we see the flaws in both. Absolutely, because I don't disagree that there probably needs to be some level of um, responsibility or, Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. They tear apart che- cities, city blocks. Checks and balances need to be in place. And, you know, they, they definitely use the disasters that the Avengers were stopping as a reason to hold them accountable, when really the damage would have been ten times worse without them. So it's it's one of those things where, Abs- okay, absolutely. you, you, you want to hold the Avengers more accountable and... It's not a bad idea, but to say the thing at Washington, D.C. is because of the Avengers? No, no. S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to murder millions of people if he hadn't stopped that. He caused collateral damage, yes, but it is nowhere near... Yeah, I thought that was stupid. As with with the... Uh, wherever they were, you know... the or, Sokovia? Yeah, where the, the city was going way up high in the air. Yeah. The bad thing. So, like, in, in each case, it, it represents that... that that really horrible framing that you get in the news and using it to advance agendas. And I think we see throughout the movie that Ross should not be in charge of any of this. He very much seems to have a vendetta against these guys. Yes. I don't like him. No, he's, he is very unlikable, but when they argue, when, when Ross gets out of it and they argue like, Hey, we need to be put in control. We can't operate with unlimited power because that makes us just as bad as the bad guys. I'm like, I get that. And when Rogers is like, people can be manipulated and will twist us the wrong way or maybe prevent us from acting, I'm like, yes. And we never get a, a firm, this is the right stance, this is the wrong stance. We get, this is the legal stance, and this is the stance that Captain America feels is right. So in a way, you could be led to think that Captain is ultimately the only right one, but I feel like the movie does a great job of leaving it open. Yes. Especially with the things like Widow and T'Challa both kind of flipping a bit on it. Yes. Like that. And and even 
like uh, a Scarlet Witch, Wanda, like she starts very afraid. And when she's told to stay home, she goes with it because they're playing into that fear she has of hurting people and all that. Absolutely. But again, (laughs) Hawkeye comes in. He's like, look, you got to decide one way or another. It's your choice and no one can do it for you. And I love that they continued that dynamic from Age of Ultron. Yes, I did too. It was also, I mean, if you really want to break it down, it was also borderline manipulative on Captain America's part to send Hawkeye to recruit her for his side because, I mean, we know that there's that emotional connection. So, like, no one's playing it 100% straight. Oh, absolutely not. And how manipulative was it to keep her there? And the way he said, oh, whose name I can't remember, the red guy, doesn't matter. Vision. I wanted to call him Verizon and knew that was wrong. (laughs) But, um,. And, Verizon. Uh, yeah. I love it. Vision, Verizon, whatever. And, uh, well, you know, him saying it's for protection and says it's not for your protection. Well, that's manipulative, too. That was horrible. I did yeah. not. And Ross, Ross calling, like, Thor and the Hulk, but comparing them to nuclear weapons, he says, if I had misplaced a couple nukes, you know I'd be in trouble. Yes. Like, you can't compare those because nukes have to be launched by people. Whereas you're talking about people. people. Yeah, I didn't. I, that, right there, that guy, that guy whose name I don't even remember, Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. He, he's, he's the dick of the movie. I'm sorry. We have bad guys. We have really bad guys. And, um, but I didn't hate the bad guy as much as I hated that political jackass. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he, him and his whole little spiel and then his whole little spiel again in the uh, uh the s- submarine raft. prison yeah it's called the raft whatever i don't care and uh, <laughs> uh yeah he is the dick of the movie and <laughs> you can pick any of his moments i do not care because they're all equally dickish i i have wins. to say if we're i'm i'm going to say that his he gets the dick of the movie <laughs> <laughs> he gets what I, I don't know what happened there. The dick of the mummy. Yeah. Mummy? I tried to I tried to say dick moment and dick of the movie yeah, at the I, same time. Actually, Did not work I, out. I knew what mummy was, but it was still funny. <laughs> but yes, Th- Thunderbolt Ross is definitely the dick of the movie, but I'm specifically going to give it to the moment after the airport fight scene when he's locked everyone up and Stark comes back and is talking to him, and we see that video of Wanda yes. completely, Horrible. you know, restrained. Yes. That was a huge dick moment. I, I get I get awful. the logic behind it, but you know he did it specifically to degrade her yes, more. Yes, because he's a jackass. I don't like But him. it worked in our favor as an audience and in Stark's favor because he got to see the real, real. Ross at that point. Absolutely. Because you see, like... Ross comes down on him like, oh, after what you just did, I'll never trust you, blah, 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 blah. And you're lucky and then, you're not in one of these cells. Yeah, and then, like, so so immediately Iron Man is like, wait, I was doing the right thing. I was do- following the rules, and you're still threatening to throw me in? And then he sees on the monitor that Wanda is not just in a cell, but in a straitjacket, completely, utterly restrained, and, like, mm-hmm. barely holding it together. Yeah. And that was when Tony was like, holy crap. Uh, this isn't what I actually agreed to. <laughs> yeah, yep. 
And but but to his credit, he still tries to hold on to his righteousness when he goes into the cells. He talks to Clint and he's like, hey, you made yourself a criminal when you fought, broke the rules. But you can tell he's not he's not his heart isn't in it at that point. And it's just oh, it was just so it, it was so well done. It was definitely I really um, I'm enjoying these movies more and more, which surprises me, actually, <laughs> because I, well, I mean, months and months ago, months and months and months now, when we started this, <laughs> I did not really anticipate and enjoying any of these. And, uh, you know, I enjoy more of them than I don't anymore, for sure. <laughs> but um, they definitely do well with entertainment value, too, and not just whatever the Marvel universe is. It is definitely an entertaining movie all, all by itself. If I wouldn't have seen the rest of them, I wouldn't have picked up and known as many things as I did, or maybe have understood the real whole meaning, but it still would have been a good movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where they do a good job giving you just enough context to understand all the pieces in there, but you definitely have a more enhanced enjoyment if you have seen the movies that come beforehand. I, I definitely, I'm glad that you chose to do them in the order that they would have happened because I wouldn't have gotten the background on some of these otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> kind of cool, actually. But, you know, I'm about sick of getting new iterations of Spider-Man. I'm just saying. I told you this, this is the final one. Yeah, well. Because even now, Sony has... Holy moly. They they're continuing to this do their stuff. This one was fun though. It's cute. Uh, this is this is the one that I think I think I even said it during the other movies. This is the one that really captures both sides of Spider-Man Peter Parker. You know, I we got a good loved it and when he introduces himself to the group. <laughs> Surprise, look, it's Spider-Man and then he's talking to Tony and Tony's like, "Wait a minute, this is not how we do this." <laughs> There's much less talking. And, and well, it's so cute. Well, and and this is the first movie where we really see how the new people respond to the old guard. And we see that, like, yeah, we've kind of understood that the world itself kind of knows about the Avengers and, in a, in a sense, reveres them. But now we're getting new heroes who are stepping up and like, oh, dude, Captain America, you're great. Hey, you're pretty cool, too. I know you people. Funny. <laughs> and then... Yeah, so we're getting this new thing. I mean, when they first see Spider-Man, you know, uh, what's his face? Falcon. He says, you know, everyone's got a gimmick now. So, like, uh -huh. they are having a tangible effect on the world. And it's super cool that we're seeing it in the movie. Yes, I agree. It's really, it's really cute. That, uh, that he, he was just so young. And it was really yeah. cute the way they <laughs> brought him in. because. That actor did a really good job. Whoever that mm -hmm. is, this third iteration, uh, whoever he is, he, I really, um, I believed he was a teenage kid in all of his heroes. Yeah, it he's. Was, it was awesome. He was twenty or twenty-two when that movie was shot, I believe. He's Tom Holland. I think and... he was twelve, wasn't he? <laughs> Holy cow, but he did good. Peter Parker, yeah, is like he's like a freshman or a sophomore. Right. Maybe I, I can't remember kid. how old. We'll we'll find out when we get to his movie two from now, I believe. Oh Lord, there's I've two or three a from lot now. Spider Man. <laughs> but these are now the canonical 
Canonical. Mar- Canonical. Yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man iterations. Canonical. That's a fun word. Let us discuss some nerd physics. Oh, Lord. Can we start with the motorcycle <laughs> and then go to the big one? Oh, I want to start even earlier because at the very beginning, Captain America gets thrown into the building with gas. And he is just holding his breath, which it's a very cool scene. But anyone who's done any kind of exertion while trying to hold their breath knows how ridiculously hard that is. And most drownings, from what I remember, happen because people exert themselves too hard in an inappropriate way, and so they burn up the oxygen in their blood. Now, yes, Captain America's a super soldier. He's got super everything. But that was a long time for me to buy that he held his breath that whole time while fighting all out after being thrown two, three stories up through a window. I'm sorry. Nope. Nerd physics. You get punked. (laughs) Yes. Now can we go to the motorcycle? No, because shortly after that. Oh, there's more. Yeah, shortly after that. There's more. Shortly after that, Crossbones throws Black Widow in a truck, drops a grenade, and how does she survive it? She puts someone else between herself and where the grenade is. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. And then blew herself out the back door. Yeah, which, again, I just want to reiterate, she's a normal person. With exceptional fighting skills. She has just been trained, essentially, to the peak of human ability. Yes. If a grenade goes off in an enclosed space like that, and you're a normal person... Pretty you, sure you're gonna you, blow up. Yeah, you're not you're not making it through that. No. She didn't even have any after effects and that had to be loud, I'm just saying. Oh yeah. And she like she shook herself off, she was clearly like had like the pressure wave effects, but And then beat the crap she, out of some more people. Right. So then we fast forward to Bucky. Ugh. And that was the I, first one that really got me. Well, and we're not even to the motorcycle yet. Oh lord. <laughs> Bucky because here? Boy, this is a I, physics, nerd physics movie, isn't it? Holy moly. It, yes, I love this movie so much, but there's just so much that's like, mm, nope. <laughs> Try again. He uses that metal arm to block gunshots constantly. Yes. And my thought is, an inch either way, any direction, and you're going to miss the hand almost every time. Mm-hmm. How is no one shooting anything other than his hand? Well, I wondered how the heck all those people were shooting and nobody was getting hit. Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. All those automatic weapons. Nobody. Nobody got hit. Nope. Then what happened? They walked away. What? And then, yep, we get down to the car chase. And so much. So much down there. So much, yes. I mean, I like that they were all running faster than all of the cars, which was amazing. Yeah. Three of them are running faster than cars. Now, let's pretend, let's pretend for a second that there's a speed limit in that area of, like, what we understand is 30 miles per hour. So, whatever kilometers per yeah, hour that is over there. Yeah, we don't have to figure out the metric system, because we don't like yeah. it. We're Americans. Yeah. <laughs> let's pretend they're just going 30 miles an hour. Okay. I could understand they're all three super soldiers of some sort of another. I'm sorry. Yeah, but... How is he a super soldier? I don't know about the Black Panther. I'll know about that cat. Is that cat yeah, you'll, a super soldier? You'll, you'll learn about it more well, next movie. To me, but he, he, right now, he operates on the same a, level. He's a guy in a cat suit. They they gave enough to, for it not to be completely unbelievable that he's keeping up with whatever 
Captain America yeah, and Bucky okay. are doing, but which I didn't is know great. Who he was until then. I mean, right. I had to guess. So, so Bucky gets the motorcycle, which oh my gosh, super- that was awful for me. I'm sorry. That it's was super the cool. First, oh yeah, super cool. But that was the first moment I went, and I think I even said it aloud. You have got to be kidding me. Yeah, and it's well, the, one, the it didn't it- rip his arm off. Two, apparently the throttle stayed because he just set it back down and started going the other direction. It really only works if the person on the motorcycle started braking when he saw Bucky. So then Bucky kicked him off and used the momentum to swing himself up. It but he almost turned works. It around. He flinged, he whipped the whole thing around and turned it the opposite direction. From the direction the guy was going to begin with. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it there's so many one, little pieces that don't work. Real. Momentum doesn't work that way. <laughs> Second, motorcycles don't work that way. There is a throttle. Yeah. When you let go of it, um, the wheels stop going. Well, they don't stop going, but you know what I mean? There's no more. Right. You don't have more forward momentum. Nothing. And it's not going to stop on a dime. But, I mean, we're talking, yeah, with, uh, it, no, that was, uh, all of all of it, all of it was wrong. That just whole, that was really super cool to watch. Don't get me wrong. Super cool. Yeah. So yeah. wrong. So, and so wrong. That's not even, that's not even, those are all just honorable mentions. Because, dun, 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 the helicopter. Our nerd physics moment goes to Captain America. Pulling a helicopter out of the air with no leverage. And it looked like he had, like, cowboy boots on. There's no tread. <laughs> I mean, you now, know, he didn't have a little bit of traction. Those now, I can, no. I can buy that when he jumped up and grabbed the runner, it dipped. Oh, yeah. That's extra weight. But on... but him making contact with the ground somehow allowed him to pull it down. Well, and what, which, yeah, it's like, no. how, did, how did that... <laughs> How did that work? How did, you know, his feet touch the ground and all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, he, he literally muscles it down. And, and like, you can't play it off any other way. That is literally what they show, that he yeah, pulls and, he kind and of it comes down. to the edge. And, okay, once he's got to the edge, at least his feet are pushed against something and he's pulling back. Yeah, once he has a handle on that bar, I could, it's, it's crazy, but I could buy that he could muster up enough energy to hold it for a little bit like he did and then you know bucky does the thing where he tilts it to try and get him real quick right. i buy that but before then oh, no yeah, no he bad. gets away yeah and so no, the helicopter crashes the tail falls off there's all sorts of stuff happening that building didn't crumble very much did you notice that <laughs> that was crazy that whole scene was crazy and then you know that pond which really wasn't a pond because it looked more like uh a uh, man-made fountain pretty area in the, uh, the canal atrium of the oh yeah it was the canal thing wasn't it so it, yeah i mean they stood up so there was not a whole lot of water there to break the fall <laughs> i'm just saying that was not a good doubt not not really a viable scene still cool not yep. viable not realistic not that i mean come on but still <laughs> still come on <laughs> It's like it's it's like I said when we first started nerd physics. I can suspend my disbelief to a certain point 
but follow your own rules. Yeah, well, they threw the rule book out the window for a couple of them. Well, they did. Yeah, they the, did. The, oh, holy and moly. and that's that's just how good this movie is. That all that stuff is there, and it still An- is probably my favorite MCU movie. I I really really enjoyed this one too. <laughs> uh, I mean, this I. I uh, it's harder to come up with like a superhero and a supernormal moment. Mm. I mean, I can come up with a supernormal moment pretty quick, but the superhero <laughs> moment, so many things yeah. happened. I mean, you know, Clint, I could probably Clint pick out, out a of super retirement and going yep. to fetch Wanda. I mean, all sorts of things happened that were very superhero-y. And you could probably pick a superhero moment out for every one of the main people. Probably so. Probably so. But I, okay, here, you want to do this now? I got one. Okay. My superhero moment goes to the Black Panther when he stopped the creepy guy whose name I don't remember, but he was the bad guy for the whole movie. That guy? Mm -hmm. Zemo. Yeah, him. When he stopped him from killing himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because now the bad guy has a wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he says. He says, yeah. the living are not done with you yet. And I yes, love that one. That was amazing. Oh. But yes, that uh, because, um, you know, he's the one that killed his father. So yes. had he stayed on vengeance. And to come out of vengeance is pretty a superhero thing to do, too, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because that had to be hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My super normal moment. Freaking Tony Stark watching that video and his reaction to the video of his parents Mm. being killed by Buffy. I mean, you know, that is a very normal, I would think, way to react to something like that. Mm -hmm. Very, very human, very normal to go through all of that and then want to want to pulverize the person who did it, who happens to be standing in front of you. Yep. So. And it's it made it's made even harder by the fact that he realizes in that moment that Captain America has known for a long time that Bucky did this. How did he? No, I don't understand that. He I was that. involved in Shield, and he was highly involved in working with trying to find Bucky and all that stuff. Gotcha. So he got so had he... gotten access to everything, and he may have just from the first moment he saw Bucky again, he may have dug into it enough to be like oh gosh they have there have been sightings because that's what right. in the winter soldier yeah. what black widow says like people don't necessarily believe he exists and he gets attributed to a lot of things but the people that understand and work in this community know him as the winter soldier and that's probably where a lot of the information came from gotcha i didn't I didn't understand why he was asking him if he knew. I I didn't make that connection, but that makes sense. Yeah, and and like Hydra or Shield hot files had been released, like Zemo points out. Yeah, and you know Black Widow was intimate with all of that stuff, so she probably could have gotten Rogers whatever information he wanted. True. So yeah, it's just even at the end of Winter Soldier, she says like, "Do me a favor and don't pull on that thread for me." Because he had asked her for information, yeah. and so she knew as well. I wonder if I wonder if Tony ever put that together. I do not know. We shall know. see in more movies. <laughs> uh, I have I have so many people I want to give these awards to, but in the end, there can only be one, just like the Highlander. And I'm definitely not stalling to 
pick one out. I'm no, totally... probably not. I'm sure you're not just rambling for no reason at all. Whatsoever. Of course not. I would never would do that. Never. It ever. is not my style at all to just sit here and and buy time. Oh, good <laughs> it has been a long day, and now I'm having to listen to this nonsense. I think. No, you probably that don't. I. <laughs> It's so hard to choose. Oh, it's like choosing your favorite child, which, of course, I have no idea what that's about, especially because I'm the favorite everywhere. It's not what I heard. I thought Chandler was the favorite. <laughs> Pause for edit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give Supernormal to Vision. Oh, because Vision had emotion. Yeah, and through the movie, we keep seeing that he and Wanda have formed a connection, and he even, on his own, tries to cook for her. Yes, and... even though he has never tasted anything. Yeah. That was funny. And so it all culminates in when she gets hurt, he's trying to comfort her, and he goes to her. Like, he had been very aloof and, you know, to, to use Star Trek terminology, very Vulcan about everything up to that point logical and, and reason and this is what it has to be but then he's comforting her and he gets pulled out of that and you see like anger on his face and he shoots that beam and it goes awry and yeah i i could see that you care about someone and then you're forced to to deal with it and yep. he's not used to dealing with emotion and hopefully we'll see more of how that di dynamic grows but they're on opposite sides so who knows uh -huh. but it, to me it was just a very m normal moment there's a lot of relatable stuff definitely definitely a lot of which is why i think this movie is as enjoyable to to just watch because you mm -hmm. can't oh yeah i don't yeah i get it yeah oh i can't blame her oh, yeah it's 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 one of those that definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, superhero moment. Come on, spit it out. I am going to give my superhero moment to Black Widow because she, since, well, I mean, basically since she joined the Avengers, she has been trying to do the right thing. Yes. But what you have to give her credit for is when she is shown to be on the wrong side or working in a place that's not going the direction that she feels is right, she is willing and ready to step onto a new path. Yes, definitely. So I think she joined the so Sokovia Accords thinking it was the right path, thinking that maybe a body of government out in the open would be a good would thing. be the right yeah would be the right step forward, the right amount of control. And so she did it, and she went with it, and she kept trying to tell her former teammates like, "Hey, you can't keep pushing this. It's going to go a direction." I think she did that partly because she knew when push came to shove, she was going to have their back. Yes. And so she sees things going down and she he, she's heard what Rogers has been saying. You know, Iron Man's like, I don't care. You have to come in. It doesn't matter. But she hears him. Yes, she listens. Tony doesn't listen. Right. And in that final moment, she says, you can't keep doing this. Or she's no, no. She says, you're not going to stop, are you? He goes, I can't. And she takes a breath and goes, I'm going to regret this and stops the Panther from stopping her. And it's like, yep. That is a superhero. She is a normal ass person and she is a goddamn superhero. Yes. Because she picks, she is willing to do what's right. Even if it means and, changing her mind. And yes, even if it means going against what she thought was right. Yes. 
She's she's willing to do the right thing she's and take woman, whatever she consequences. Change her come. mind. Huh. So there. <laughs> so she gets my superhero moment, and I'm pretty sure I've given her a couple other ones too, but just because she is a well done character in these movies. Yeah, I like her much better now. Oh boy, I hated her at first. All right, so now you got to tell us. You got to rate this tell movie. You nothing. You got to rate this movie. Oh, okay. This movie. Mm-hmm. Is what scale are you using? This movie is dessert. Okay, so a dessert this movie. Movie, I'm gonna tell you, is Oreo cheesecake. Okay, you heard it here first. It's rated at on a dessert scale at an Oreo cheesecake level. Yes, Whatever that may is. mean, we will not impose that upon you. <laughs> you all figure it out. You all figure out what Oreo cheesecake is. And if you need to, go get one. Then maybe you'll know. Hey, hey, hey! You're not supposed to color it with your I own commentary. I can color it however I want. You just you give the scale. You hey, put it your hey, your dessert hey. on the scale, and that's yes, you but it. You know what? I'm gonna do whatever's fun for me, and that was fun for me, <laughs> and I don't care. All right. If you don't like it well, because we're... what'll happen is you'll cut it out anyway. <laughs> well, we gotta watch the trailer, which I totally forgot about until right now. So we're gonna do that, Tired. and then come right back. I know the trailer will be short, and then our review of it, all in total, will be less than ten minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back with our review of the trailer. Next time on Saga of the Stones, Black Panther. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> What'd you think of the trailer, Beth? Well, I, I, I'm i not... There's That's weird. I'm not sure if we're in Africa, if we're in outer space. I don't know who half these people are, but <laughs> there's Cap. Yes, there, there's T'Challa, who is the Black Panther, who we met in Civil yeah, War. Yeah, he's a cat. And he's a black cat. And then there's some other guy who seems really grumpy, but is built nice. And <laughs> I don't know what his deal is, but he is he's going to be grumpy cat. I will say your reaction at the end of the trailer was very different than a lot of the end of trailer reactions we get from you. Hmm. Normally, it's like, uh, I am not looking forward to this. Well, and this yeah, one was kind of like, this one wasn't huh. bad. I mean... Some of them, you watch a trailer and you're like, I don't even know what to expect from this movie. Right. But now I understand a little bit. There was enough in that trailer that I understand why we're getting his origin story, I'm guessing, after we are introduced to him in another movie because being king matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one oddly. What's what's interesting is like he sort of already has started being the Black Panther. So we're going to see we're we're going to pick it up after Civil War. So he's already kind of trained and and he's already at that level. We're just going to see a story that kind of gives us an sub- see where he comes from. Right. We're going to we're going to see him as himself rather than as a force pushing from the outside. And it's it's a it's a good movie. It is by a lot, a lot of standards. Of people like this movie. I mean, I you know just I remember when it came out and people were talking about it, and heck, people still talk about it. Yes, it's a beautifully done movie. It is a it it, it the music and the sound work is great, and and there are it, but it's a highly divisive movie in a lot of ways. Oh. And we'll we'll talk about that when we watch it. I I'm Good. very Let's interested to see how you think about it. Let's not get into that yet because I'd rather watch it without knowing that stuff. Right, but I always like to color you a little bit by saying, hey, 
everyone likes or hates this movie. Well, <laughs> I like it when everybody. I usually like them when everybody hates them and hates them when everybody like hates. Does now I can't speak. <laughs> Hate them when everybody likes them. But that is next time. We will. I'm looking forward to watching it with you. I am so glad we got everything figured out, and we'll just use Woo-hoo. that service from now on, and hopefully, no more issues. Yep, let's hope. <laughs> Until then, I'm Beth. I've been. Cr- oh yeah, okay, yeah. You've been Beth. I'm still I've Beth. Been... I'm Beth. <laughs> and I thought you were my friend. Whatever. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there.